Hey guys, what is up and welcome back to the show. This episode is going to be a UVA specific episode. Now what I want to talk about here in today's episode, how many times am I going to say episode? Yeah, that's what this episode is going to be about. All right, moving on. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so I want to talk about the UVA Notre Dame game last weekend. I want to talk about UVA versus Houston basketball game on two, from Tuesday and the Coppin State UVA game from last night. Yes, it is Saturday, 7.44 a.m., College Football Day in America, UVA Day in America, if you're listening to this podcast. Um, but anyways, what's funny is, is it, I don't know how many of y'all have been around this long, but if you remember my first podcast, that was the last time I have specifically talked about UVA. And now I, I've improved a lot since that, since since that since that um, podcast because that was like one of my first ones on the show, and it, it, it's funny like that one. It's clear I read off a script. It's like there's not I like said I I said I used to say like what in my opinion was going on with the team or something like that, but I never gave like a like reasons why or like other opinions or that type of thing I guess I was like like what happened to the defense or whatever it ha- it's been sloppy and not very good but that's like all I said I didn't say like what like I don't think I said like what stats were were going on in that or that type of thing I just like said it and moved on but we've improved since then um UVA filled episode today first time in uh since March 5th of twenty. 20- 20? Wait, 2020? Hmm. I don't know. It kind of seems... I don't think I've been podcasting for a year. It's March 5th, but was it 2020? Oh my gosh, too. I didn't... On my anchor thing, I do it now, but like all it has is just the date of the recording. It doesn't have like the name of the recording like I always do. But anyways, moving on. What is up, boys, and welcome back to the show. Now, today, you already know what we're talking about. UVA, let, let's let's go back to Notre Dame versus UVA. Now, I mean, one thing, one thing that I'm already like, like, what do you like that I'm already like, why about? Does our defense think that? Does our defense think that? We can just chill out when Brennan Armstrong's on the field. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of easy to think that when he's there, but when he's injured, you're gonna you're gonna so you're you're gonna you're not gonna play good defense when we have like one of the best quarterbacks. He's got like number three in yards, even after missing two weeks. Um, 
most yards in FBS, I think, by, like, like total offense. And all those offensive stats, I mean, like, 39 points a game before. I mean, I I don't – I mean, I don't know what, what the defense – I've been really struggling with it all year. But it really seems like that it, it calms down from this when – when he's not there because – and also the other thing is, is Wolfolk started this game, and I initially thought coming into this game, I thought that he was the third string. I thought that he was the third string quarterback. I didn't I – did, I didn't – I thought I thought it was either going to be Ira Armstead, but mostly I'm – I don't know why. I would have started Keaton at this position this game. Because you know he's probably still getting some sort of quarterback reps in practice. And he's a senior. He was a four-star recruit as a quarterback to an SEC school out of Mississippi State in Mississippi State when he uh, as a high school senior. And you know, you know the moment wouldn't be too big for him. You know, you know, you know the moment wouldn't be too big for him at all. Um which 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 so that that's really why why I thought I thought that he was gonna go in. I didn't expect them to start a freshman like Jay Wolfolk in a game as big a, of a game as a game like game 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 game. All right, whatever. As big of a game, you know, whatever. Shut up. Uh, as this one against Notre Dame, and but but I I want to say that I saw some very good things about this defense, but I also said that after. They allowed us to come back against Louisville and the solid defensive play against Miami. But then you know what happened afterwards. See, it just it just gets to a point where it's frustrating to watch a team where you have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. You have you have a great offense. You score a lot of points. You you average the most yards in FBS. You average the most passing yards in FBS. You got a guy like Dontavian Weeks who's over a thousand reception receiving yards. A guy who's basically a triple threat guy, not even listed as a specific position in Keaton Thompson. You got an awesome, awesome offense. And even when they do run the ball, Talapapa has been very, very solid. But I just really want to know how you can allow 66 points at any point in any game, which is which is really my this which is really the situation that I'm in. Like, like I didn't I didn't expect the defense to be this bad. I'd say. I mean, we got a. I mean, Joey Blunt is probably one of the best tacklers in UVA. At UV, is the best tackler on this UVA team. But by the time the defense gets to the secondary and he's bringing them down, it's like a twenty-yard game. I mean, it's it's really kind of hard. They they've been, you know what? Let's let's head back to the BYU game real fast. Um, noted or BYU. 19 missed tackles. Now, that's been the main thing all year. I watched them play Notre Dame, and while the defense was better in that game, there's I mean, I know how good Kyron Williams is, but there's times where they should have wrapped him up in the backfield, and that could have forced him to a field goal or a punt, but then he'd get out of it and get a first down. Um, um, so, Zach Hall, uh, BYU's quarterback, he was only pressured on seven of his 38 dropbacks. Um, he was, 
So, but on the on those seven snaps, he was only two for seven and thirty yards. See, we need to we we needed to get more pressure to the quarterback all year, and I hope that's an emphasis, um, because th- this defense has got to improve. So, but but then on the other thirty-one passes, twenty for thirty, three hundred nineteen yards, three touchdowns. Defense. 734 yards, 734 yards against BYU. Almost 400 rushing yards. 400! Not to mention that they lost this game by 17 points after scoring 49. You cannot... Score that many points and lose. This D line, just I don't think they're physical enough. That's why they, that's why they miss tackles a lot. I don't know if that's something that needs to change in recruiting necessarily, or, or whether it's just something. That they in practice or what what what, um. But what I think needs to improve for this UVA offense is or not offense? Yeah, I, the offense is fine. The defense is they need to really work on the missed tackles and allowing big plays. So because. The missed tackles, it's not even necessarily about missed tackles after like a 10, 12-yard gain and get a few more. It's the missed tackles that I see all the time in the backfield. Like they they had like three or four sacks on Jack Cohn last week that they just didn't didn't bring him down. Um and then and then just the the, the front, they, they need to be a lot more physical. A lot more physical. But that but that that's gonna be my a bit of my assessment. But so now I want to talk a little bit about let's let's go let's dive right into what I think is going to happen in this pit pit game. For me this game all depends on where Brennan Armstrong is. Brennan Armstrong's not playing. I really see it hard for UVA to win this game. If he's playing, I see probably a shootout because no one no one can stop Brennan Armstrong. We know how good Kenny Pickett is. Um, some people think that he's the best quarterback in terms of like intangibles and stuff. If if you were to go to the NFL draft, um, well, is he senior? Is Kenny Pickett a senior? Kenny? Huh, yeah, he is a senior. So he will go to the draft this year. Um, but but so I I put. The line is at 14 and a half. And again, it all just comes down to Brendan Armstrong for me. This game will be very, very close with Brendan Armstrong there. But if Brendan Armstrong is absent, he's really the heart and soul of this team. You saw the struggles that Jay Wolfolk had. And now, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not really bashing Jay Wolfolk at all. It was his first ever. He didn't play good, obviously. Like, I'm not happy with how he played. But it was his first ever start as a freshman against the top 10 team. Um, coming out of Benedictine, by the way, which is relatively close to me. Um, but, but so 
I, I'm going to go with under 14 and a half Pittsburgh. No, I'm going to, let, let's predict it as Brendan Armstrong's playing. So Brendan Armstrong in this game, that'll be a showdown of two of what I think are the better quarterbacks in all of college football this year. I'm going to go with below 14 and a half. Um, and I would, I would, I would have to give UVA the slight edge because I guess I saw a little bit of improvement from the defense. Um, and it's really, it's. I think it's really hard to stop UVA's offense. Um, but, but what really, but what, what concerns me is the inability at times, or a lot of the times, for our defense to get those stops. Okay, let's let's get a let's get a little bit more focused. So, when see, let's let's go back to see how good this UVA offense is with Brennan Armstrong though. Virginia scored 30 or more points on eight of their nine games um, going back to last Saturday, uh, not not counting last Saturday, obviously, and had at least four over and had over 400 yards in every single one of those contests. Um, but those all, they had Brennan Armstrong. They had Brennan Armstrong. So he he's kind of the dude. So without so without him. They obviously only had three points and less than 300 yards. Um, the, Brennan Armstrong, Brennan Armstrong is going to be absolutely vital. Because if they don't win this game, they're knocked out of the the um, the ACC championship game uh, possibilities. They're, they have no chance to win the Coastal. Um, uh, but but it's not going to – I don't think it will – with Jay Wolfolk in there, as of this moment, based off of what I saw last week, it's going to be very, very hard for UVA to win and get a lot going on the offensive end of the football, um, and somehow stop uh, Notre Dame, or Pittsburgh enough to be able to to keep it a close game. Um, see, but this isn't all on Jay Wolfolk. The the offensive line has been really up and down kind of all year. It's been good in some cases, not not so good in other cases. And he and we know how fast Jay Wolfolk is. Um but but they didn't I don't think they gave him enough time at all or gave him enough time to run because when he's able to get out of there and run, he can do it very very far and we've already noticed that in the little playing time that he has received so far. Um so that that's the other thing too because no I mean one could say, because yes, Notre Dame has a very, very good defensive front, but Pittsburgh could be ranked right up there with them, and so it's gonna be it's gonna be very, very tough to run the football if this defense or offensive line doesn't toughen up and improve just a little bit. I mean, I've I've liked generally what they've done in most games, but some games not as much. Um, but if Brennan Armstrong's playing. They're really, they're just really gonna need Brennan Armstrong in this game if they want really any hope in winning this game. Um, but we're gonna, we're gonna go with Brennan Armstrong playing. I'm still gonna be rooting for UVA, and I think that they're gonna win this game, a very, very close one, because they're coming off a two-game losing streak, and and I feel like this, this game, this game, honestly, in all the ACC is gonna be the most important game out of any game because I feel like I feel like Wake Forest has got the as of this moment has got the ACC Atlantic on lockdown 
But if Pittsburgh loses this game to UVA and UVA beats Tech, UVA is into the championship. But if Pitt beats UVA this week, UVA is gone and it's Pitt on lock. Um, so that that that's why I think it's gonna be there's gonna be an extra level of added intensity. And I think that that but the one thing that will help Pittsburgh even more is I think all I think the fans are gonna be coming out for this one because it's it's gonna I think it's gonna be expected to be a good game, but it's also the game to really decide what happens in the coastal division. So I'm gonna go with UVA by a slight edge. But Brennan Armstrong be if Brennan Armstrong gets ruled out pre pre snap or pre game, the pit pit might run away with it. Finally. Um so let's let's talk a little bit UVA basketball. So they were able to get a win, get back two and two against Coppin State. Now I know some people are a little bit concerned by how it was only a sixteen point win. But I, I actually think it's a good game because it's a game that UVA would never really ever lose. And and so Bennett was obviously trying like we I don't we haven't really seen too much of Milicic or Poindexter that much this season. Um so it seems like he was trying to like mix up a bit of the lineups just to see what works best because that's kind of what happens um at the start of a season. And I'm really baffled at times by how quickly some people can turn on their team. Like I'm I'm looking in like I've seen comments from people and now don't get me wrong, it's not very many people where it's like Tony Bennett style recruiting isn't that good or or um he's not or he shouldn't be there anymore, that type of thing, or I don't like his style of coaching. You clearly don't understand. Brought us to our first Final Four since 1984. Won our first ever national championship. Four-time ACC Coach of the Year. Two or three-time National Coach of the Year. Won multiple ACC regular season titles. Multiple ACC tournament titles. And that's just to name a few of the things he has done. But anyways, so Coppin State. um, I I liked what I saw out out of Milicic. He's probably going to get a few more minutes a game. And um, I still, I really like what I see out of Gardner. Now, one thing I have noticed with Gardner, though, this season, is like at the Houston game, he maybe tried to do a little bit too much at times. Um, he ended up with like three or four turnovers in that game. But he, his strength, he's not the tallest person in the world to be down low, but he is very strong, very athletic. It can really bully anyone he wants down in the paint, which, and I think that's a great addition, especially moving in the next year. Should he be here his senior year? Um, and then Franklin, um, he's shown flash the brilliance, and I'm sure he's still getting settled in. But I've, I like the addition of him as well. Um, Beekman has grown. I mean, like literally grown. Um. Which is something that you like to see. I mean, he's obviously he was only a freshman last year, um, and his active hands on the defensive end is definitely something that someone like that I really like to see, and someone like Tony Bennett really likes to see. But let's talk for a second about the Houston game last Tuesday. So Virginia played Houston; they lose by twenty points. 
Um, and now I know I kind of I I don't really know. I didn't necessarily expect I before the season started. I didn't really at this point we're two and two. I didn't expect it, and we lost to Navy. I didn't really expect it to be like a bad year, but I expected it to be a little bit of a down year. I'm kind of looking forward to next year. We'll have senior, senior, uh, senior versions of Franklin and Gardner, and then we'll have four four stars, which is a top ten recruiting class as of this moment coming in, which will make us very, very good for the next and very, probably back in the championship contention in the next couple of years. Um, so, but but this year. So far, we're two and two. It's not going as well as I expected it to. And it just seemed that in the Houston game, I've kind of noticed UVA, they are not a very, they are not a very big team this year, like big. Houston, Houston was really able to, to bully them and do whatever they want. And it seems that, that UVA might at this exact moment lack a scorer that can, that can just put up a contested shot and make it um, and keep keep a team ahead because that's, that's what happens because that's what kills Virginia. The teams, UVA's defense has always been good ever since Tony Bennett got there. But what, but what really kills UVA is when an opponent has a scorer, like Sasser in this case and a couple of other of those Houston guys, um, when they have a scorer that can make a shot when UVA has a hand in their face. Um, and that's that's one thing that I think UVA lacks at this moment because they have offensive weapons, but they don't really have a bunch of, like, firepower and a lot of, like, they don't have a necessarily I – don't, I don't know, but, like, they, they, they I think they lack that um, big shooter and big moments. Um, which is something that they can definitely improve on. And I like Franklin's shooting touch, but really, I've noticed to this point this year, we don't really have a vital three-point shooter. I don't think that anyone other than Statman is shooting more than like even 30% from three, um, which in my opinion, it's it's it can be, even with UVA's defense, it can be really hard to win games if if you don't have that that shooter because it I've noticed that a lot of our points kind of come off of drives free throw line um that type of thing not really from deep 3 um which I mean it's not necess- it's not really the end of the world if that's in that that type of thing um but but I mean I that's something that I I that I don't know, but I, I I like to see a shooter playing, I guess. Pause. But, yeah. But, not, but let's go a little bit into more depth. In, in, into, this, into this UVA Houston loss. They just seemed almost a little bit outmatched in this game. Uh, Houston was able to put in some big threes. I mean, see that—that's what. See, that's the one thing. I mean, I've seen lots and lots of late 
closeouts, which is something that UVA can can improve on in practice. And I know that's something that's definitely Tony Bennett's going to work on. Um, but they were they gave up like fifty percent from the field and fifty five percent from three. And now some of them, some of the shots Houston just made great shots, played great defense. There's nothing more you could do about it. But a lot of the time there was late closeouts, and and they uh, a UVA defender would be there at the end, but not but not the whole time. And and so Houston was able to capitalize on that and hit some shots. And also UVA unable to really claw their way back into this game. Um, they, they, they weren't really getting anything going on the offensive end. And against a better team like Houston, that's where that three-point shooter, guy that can shoot the ball well, is going to have to come in. UVA's leading score in this game only had 11 points. And and they weren't really getting and that's and when eleven points is like, what's that? A twenty five, nearly twenty five percent of your points. That's when that's when I think you need to put a little bit of point of emphasis on the offensive end of the floor. Um, and now I know it's it's still early in the season. Tony Bennett's trying to figure out who plays well together. Everyone's still getting a little bit into the groove. It's really a practically a brand new UVA team so it's going to take a little bit longer to get that chemistry going for them um but I but by ACC time they're really going to need to to figure something out if if they want if they want a chance to to have a solid solid run in the tourney which I don't see any reason why they can't do that and have a solid chance to do well in the ACC regular season and in the ACC tournament well I guess that will wrap up this UVA episode um, you know, in the future, I might bring out some fantasy, fantasy and NFL stuff, um, as much as possible. Maybe shorter episodes, like a few minutes, just talking about a few players. Oh, like this is a sleeper dude, or this guy you have to pick up, or that type of thing. Um, but I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fast Sports Talk, and I will talk to you next time on the show.